one. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Eva Knotten, SYP creator Big E here. Pleased to be joined by fellow member, creator, all-around good guy, uh, SYP creator Scott. Scotty K, what's new? What's new? Um, wow, what is new? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, don't, I don't know, dude. I'm just just living living life. I start my practicum tomorrow, which is exciting. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Team Blue lost in the KJ in the first for the first time in 2022 last night so we're reeling a little bit but it's okay we'll get it back on track for next week for sure bit of an emotional weekend for you today with considering the loss yeah I could think the what we just witnessed uh not 10 minutes ago yeah it's well actually honestly it's been a really good weekend all things considered okay okay um for those who don't know Scott went to Big White also known as Big White Out uh, was it foggy there at all? The opposite, actually. It was clear. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So Scott's, Scott's been hanging out in Big White. I've been hanging out in America. Uh, we just watched the end. Uh, we're doing this Monday night. We're just watching the end of the Red Wings-Ducks game in Detroit. Uh, the Red Wings won. Uh, not a big deal. It happens. We get some wins sometimes. Um, full weekend, I think, for both of us. Scott, what, what was the after party on Saturday then? What, what's what's the move after skiing at Big White all day? After skiing at Big White? Well, in a normal weekend, when I don't work yes. Sunday morning, um, it's a little trip to Mackenzie Road. Um, shout out to Mackenzie, or Mackenzie Road hosts. They're all lovely, and it's always a riot at their house. Um, this weekend was very, like, chill, like, roll, roll up in sweatpants. People were drinking. I wasn't drinking. I had to work the next morning. But all in all, it was, it was not bad. It was good. Are you one of those people that does like the little bottles of fireball uh, on the lift, like as you're going up a lift? Well, no? Honestly, I'd rather just like get a, you know, bring a beer in the bag and just crack it like somewhere on the mountain. That's, I think that's, that's more of the move for me. That's, that's the move. Okay. I can't remember the last time I've been, actually, I think the last time I went skiing might've been at Big White for like a family vacation. Really? I haven't skied in forever. I'd yeah. go up to Big White just to go play hockey there again. If the, if the rink is still there. Yeah, wait, still there. Oh, it, yeah, it's awesome. We have to get you on the ski hill, though. We'll have to get you ripping down the slopes. I think I did moguls maybe the last time I was at Big White, too. That's how uh, that's how athletic I used to be. <laughs> that was probably my athletic peak. Um, we were having conversations about that yesterday with the Silver Tips about our, uh, our, our athletic peaks, and I was talking about when I, you know, before anemia, before blood disorder – how I was arguably the best player in our baseball league. Yeah, well, I think I think athletic peak is when he stole second and third base in one play. <laughs> I think that was. Do you, do you no, know I don't remember that one. I I, I was well, oh when you stole home. No, no, okay, that was that was all the time, but that wasn't you. That was me. <laughs> yeah, you stole home. That was your athletic peak hot take. Hot um, take. It's very hot take. No, mine I think was when I hit two home runs before I had anemia. Oh, uh, that's and, nice. yeah. Yeah. In in like minor bowl. I don't know. Did I steal bases? <laughs> yeah. But why do you think we called you Speed Demon? Because <laughs> I didn't steal. That was not the irony is that I never stole bases. So you called me Speed Demon. But you stole you stole second one time and we, like the bench wasn't going nuts. We were down like eight nothing in the game, but you did still you did steal a base. I we yeah, we went nuts for sure. Was it a wild pitch? Yes. But like it was okay. a very wild pitch. Okay, that makes a lot more sense than you still the actual. Doesn't matter. Um, 
I was again, I was in the States all weekend. Uh, the Silver Tips won three games in three nights, including a big gutsy win over the Seattle Thunderbirds last night, four or two at home. Uh, shout out to Johnny Lambos, D man. He took a bit of a not a dirty hit, but just kind of like a, a suicide pass uh, in like the first 12 seconds of the game last night and basically got ran over by Lucas Siona, like, like a freight train, like just, and Lambos didn't see him coming. He was down on the ice for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes last night uh, before he got stretched off. Whoa. But he, but he came back to the arena last night and he got to see all the boys. So that was good. But um gutsy gutsy win over the seattle thunderbirds last night for my silver tip so that was great um i also went out on saturday but that i like we scott and i were talking before not very eventful not really worth talking about on here um did you watch any football this weekend scott actually a little bit yeah so just at work just at work you you probably i was gonna say you probably watched more than i did i didn't watch any football this weekend like i caught zero action i did watch probably more than you did. Yeah. It was very, very interesting. And I remember we talked, maybe it was a podcast or two podcasts ago. The result of the games was not what we expected or hoped, but I still think it's going to be a great Super Bowl regardless. So in case you've been living under a rock for the last, I don't know, 24 hours, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals came back to beat the Kansas city chiefs at Arrowhead stadium on Sunday and then the Rams hold – or came, they came back, excuse me, the win 17-14 over the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think the big takeaway for myself, at least this weekend, has to be Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Like, there is – there's many things. When I, when I think of Joe Burrow, many things come to mind at once. Um, the, the dudes with the most swagger in the world right now are – Joe Burrow, Jack Harlow, and Pete Davidson. Um, I don't even know why I try and compete because I'm like those three just have everything. Um, but there's, I think with Joe Burrow, I, I don't know how well you know the Joe Burrow story. It pays to bet on yourself. It pays to fucking bet on yourself. And yeah. Burrow used to play for the Ohio State University. Then he transferred to LSU to be the starting quarterback at LSU. We won a national championship at LSU. We won the Heisman, had one of the greatest seasons in college football history, gets drafted first overall, goes to the Bengals, and in two years, they're a Super Bowl team. To me, it's quite the story. Um, it's quite the progression from going mm-hmm. from university um, – being an Ohio guy, now he's taking Cincinnati, a team that has had little to no success throughout most of its history. It's certainly not Super Bowl success. They've never won a Super Bowl. They've been twice. Never won. I, I just find it rewarding to see somebody like him, you know, bet on himself, do well. And Absolutely. he might not win the Super Bowl, but he's getting rewarded for hundred percent. And again, I think that just goes to show you again, he's so young in his career. It's the second year in the league, I think. And like mm. he's such a conf, quite quiet. Well, I shouldn't say he's not quite confident anymore, but he's such a confident guy and he's just, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's kind of, you, you can't not root for the guy. You got to like appreciate what he's doing like for the game. And again, he's a new fresh face. And again, with Brady on his way out, we'll talk about that in a bit. 
Um, he's, I don't want to say he's now the, like the face of the NFL in terms of like from the quarterback position, but he's definitely going to be there soon. If not, like he's de- he's definitely somebody that people are going to want to tune in to watch. 100%. Like there's gonna be, like like there's gonna be millions more people who wouldn't watch the Super Bowl who are now going to watch because of Joe Burrow, and they want to see how well he does. Definitely. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. And again, so for, very casual as a very casual like NFL viewer, like I kind of started paying attention. Okay, like oh, like whoa, the Bengals are in the NFC the AFC Championship. Like what the heck's going on? So I'm like, okay, this Joe Burrow guy's pretty good. What's his name? Jamar Chase or something? Jamar Chase, wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver is really good. I think the Bengals defense is kind of sick too. It's statistically okay. it's statistically not great, but right. like they do have pieces. Right. Okay. So it's yeah, it's very intriguing the story of the whole the Bengal story and it's yeah coming out of like a tougher AFC North division it's it's cool to see for sure oh and I mean you know this is what, I, what also I have written down here you know the Bengals again I don't I don't know how well you know the Bengals you probably don't know the Bengals front office very well but like it's it's a lot of not a lot but there's quite a bit of nepotism within the Bengals organi- organization right. at the top down of Mike Brown, who is the son of Paul Brown, legendary NFL coach. And there's all these connections within the front office. And, you know, this is the probably their best, certainly since I was born, their best three-year stretch of hiring Zach Taylor, former Sean McVay guy, to be their next head coach. Drafting Burrow in the first round in 2020, first overall in 2020, and T. Higgins, former Clemson wide receiver in the second round in 2020, taking Jamar Chase this year, uh, signing Trey Hendrickson as a D lineman uh, who had one of the best pressure rates this past weekend. All of these things have just paid off and have just worked out like in a row. It's just boom, 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 setting themselves up for this Super Bowl run. And like, I'm a football guy and I thought the Bengals were good. I didn't think they were this good, but there is something to be said for just, you know, having a plan, sticking with it, and just, you know, nailing yeah. all the moves like they have over the last three years. Yeah. I guess question, do you think they've all kind of overachieved or has everything kind of worked out? Like, in terms they of, like, they, like everyone, they, they get all their bounces, they, they get the whatever lucky coin toss. I don't know. You would know better they're, than that. They're ahead of schedule is what okay. I would say this year. Like, I think – I think they had the plan set up. Like they had the plan with Zach Taylor head coach. They had the plan with Burrow as the quarterback. I think they were probably a year or two ahead of schedule. Right. But now that they know that they can make a Super Bowl and arguably be, I mean, they just beat Kansas City, but roster wise, I think the Chiefs have a better roster. Um, Yeah. A worse roster than the Buffalo Bills it now gives them this confidence moving forward of, Hey, we can do this. We've been here before, especially for, especially for somebody like Joe Burrow, who has that swagger and has that, you know, almost insane self-confidence of just like, we can do this. We, we, we can go out and win. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Very quiet. And it's, it's again, very interesting, like the, his motivation aspect of it and what, how he kind of gets himself like up and up for games. It's, yeah, like you said, that quiet confidence is kind of infectious for a team like that who's maybe a bit of an underdog. And it's, yeah, definitely fun to see, for sure. Especially from the quarterback position. No doubt, yeah. Especially from the quarterback. As a leader on the team, you, you have to be. You have to be that kind of that face of the team. And it's, yeah, it's fun to watch, for sure. 
let, let's throw it over to the NFC a little bit. We, we can talk about Matthew Stafford making his first Super Bowl appearance. So kudos to Matthew Stafford. Uh, Yakima, Washington native Cooper Cup just crushing it right now. Former Eastern Washington, I think it's Eagles is what they are. Right. Uh, uh, third round pick of the Rams in 2016, I believe. Um, the Rams are really good. I don't know what else to tell you. Like they have one of the best front office staff with less need in general as general manager. Sean McVay, 36 years old. This is his second Super Bowl appearance with a second different quarterback. Different quarterback this time around. Um, you know, I'd love to see Matthew Stafford get the Super Bowl ring. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't, you know, I'm not going to make my picks right now, just like a day after the conference championship, but I'd love to see Stafford get a Super Bowl ring. Um, yeah. Scott, what do you like about the Rams the most? What, what, what's the thing that you love about the Rams? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that they're playing a home Super Bowl. So it's the second time hmm. in two years it's a home Super Bowl, which is very cool. Um, I don't know if that's, it's rarely happened in the NFL. It never happened before last season. And that's happened twice in two years. So to me, that's that's a huge advantage for the Rams. Um, I'm pretty sure this is Odo Beckham's first Super Bowl. Yes. I believe it is. And I think he's the kind of guy that put him in a spotlight and look out. Like he might go big. And Stafford's a great quarterback and he's you know done great things since coming over from Detroit. But um yeah, with with Cup and Beckham Jr. on both sides of the ball, like or on both sides of the O line, it's it's kind of a scary offense not gonna lie yeah that's that's the match i mean we're gonna do a we'll have a big super bowl preview next week but that that is that is the matchup to be concerned about is the rams offense versus the Bengals defense if you're cincinnati um just outmatched probably at every position but similar to the Bengals thing it's like you know they traded two first round picks for you know two extra three extra first round picks for Matthew Stafford they traded first round picks for Jalen Ramsey uh, a few years ago you know they made this bet on a third round draft pick from Eastern Washington and Cooper Cup not that long ago all these they they took in Odell Beckham Jr. in the middle of the season after his whole dispute with like similar with the Cincinnati LA just bunch of plays bunch of moves in a row they had the plan and now it's worked out for them and they're back and this isn't as surprising as Cincinnati because LA is more of a star-studded team they've been to the Super Bowl recently so it's not totally surprising but it is cool to see them do it again yeah absolutely and again I can they've shift like shifted city I mean that was a couple years ago now but they've shifted to Los Angeles from St. Louis and Mm -hmm. um, that whole in terms of the organizational change that's a big move and the fact they've done two Super Bowl appearances in four years is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad. It's it's fun. Again, like you said, star-studded roster, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald is another guy that comes to mind. That that defense is kind of nice too, especially that front, the like the uh, defensive line with Vaughn. And then if you throw Vaughn Miller in there too, like it's, yeah. Um, I hope Aaron Donald has to win a, a Super Bowl in his career. He just, he just has to. He can't, he can, can't not win a Super Bowl. Um, and and Von Miller, obviously really good. You you remember when he was with the Broncos and they went down their Super Bowl run. The other guy, I know we're going to do a bigger Super Bowl prod next week. I know, but Sheldon Joseph day. Hmm. Nose tackle. Yep. I, I, or not, not Sheldon, Sebastian. 
Sorry, I'm thinking of Sheldon Richardson. Sebastian Joseph Day. I think he wears number 69. Nose tackle for the Rams on a D-line. Um, doesn't get a lot of tackle. He's just a big dude taking up a lot of space on line. And it allow, you know, it allows Donald to, you know, get by guys or, you know, if people are occupied with the big guy, it lets Donald get through or Miller on the edge. I, I just I just there, there's a lot to like about this Rams team. Even as a Seahawks fan, there's a lot to like about it and how they built it. For sure. No, absolutely. There's again, it's like it, we set off the top. It's gonna be a great Super Bowl, and I'm very much looking forward to that Rams offense, Bengals defense matchup, I will say. Or even the Bengals offense versus the Rams defense. Like that's yeah. gonna be like a real chess match. Real chess match. Well, again, that's the thing. It's gonna be fun to watch Ramsey and Jamar Chase go at it one on one on one. That's gonna be kind of nice, not gonna lie. Not that they'll play against each other every snap, but it's gonna it be it's gonna rock. It's gonna rock, yeah, for sure. Uh, any other football NFL comp you want to do the Tom Brady talk then? Oh, I think we should. I think, I think it's probably arguably the biggest news of the week. Well, we don't know if it's official. It's not officially official. That's the thing. Yeah, true. So for those who, again, who, for those who've been living under a rock, Tom Brady was allegedly retiring on Saturday. This is according to Adam Scheffner, uh, who, who put something out there that said that, Insider source has told me Tom Brady is retiring. At which point everybody then just, you know, that just started making the round and everybody made their, you know, congratulations, Tom, posting stuff out there, you know, type stuff. Yeah. But then as the rest of Saturday went on into Sunday, there wasn't any official thing from Brady. I didn't hear him say anything about that. He was retiring. Bruce Arians didn't say that he was retiring. Um, we not weird because I think this is kind of like this maybe not this um type of player retiring thing has happened before but I feel like this uh has happened where something has been put out there but it's not totally confirmed and it's not totally official uh, totally official it's just a rumor yeah. and then it just you know evolves and spreads and whatnot Definitely. um Tom Brady. Do, do you think Brady should retire? You know, I had this I had an interesting conversation with someone not too long ago about the whole Brady and, you know, again, go, going back to Jordan in 98 when he was, like, <laughs> retired in a way. Like, they didn't let him go give it again in their shot at a championship. And, again, he won in two, early 2021. He won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, And this was kind of, like, his last crack at, you know, crack at the can. If he, if he won this year, then let's do it again. Why can't I win again? But now that, cause they, cause they lost um, in the playoffs, it's one of those things like, you know what, maybe it is time to hang him up, but <clears throat> you never know with Brady. I think Brady could keep playing for another th- two or three years, but again, it's really up to him and what he feels like doing. So but that's just it. Like we've said this before, like we said two or three years ago that Brady, Brady might have like another two or three years left in him. Yep. And like he set like a bunch of NFL, like he's like he was like the leader in passing yards, touchdowns, all those stats this year. Yeah. Like the guy no. can still play. The guy can still play. Like he's like he's still an elite quarterback. And he's got a good team around him too. And that's the thing. The Bucs are, you know, still I'd say one of the, the best teams in the NFC with the Packers and the Rams, arguably. Um, and the 49ers as well. But it's just one of those things, like it's yeah, he's still got it and it's not like the team around him is garbage. That's no. not the case. Like they're, 
they're a team built to go on a run and win Super Bowl with a few changes here in the offseason. I don't know what Brady's going to do, to be honest. And I think that's very Brady-like if they'll kind of just keep it quiet and keep it under wraps until it's like truly official. So I will say if Brady is retiring, if this is the last we've seen of Tom Brady, I I know people will talk about, you know, all the accolades and all the accomplishments he's had in his NFL career. Rightfully so. He is the GOAT. He is the greatest football player of all time. There's no arguing that. What has really impressed me the most about Tom Brady is his, I don't know what character transformation is the right term I'm looking for, but how we look at Tom Brady now is how, you know, it's not how we looked at him 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Like he's more personable on social media. He's doing more interviews. He, you know, he's getting drunk at his own Super Bowl party and he's tossing the Lombardi from one boat to the other. And people like that. People like personality. People like character. And I know that's not quite how it always was in New England. And things have evolved and things have changed a little bit. You know, he's, in, he's with the Bucks, But that's what I will probably remember the most about Brady and his playing career is the character transformation from being just this guy that everybody absolutely hated uh, was always a bitch to play against. They never liked him, you know, quiet in the New England way. And in, in the latter part, he's becoming more open, more part, more personable. Um, you know, he, he just seems like a more of a normal dude outside of his TB12 diet and, you know, kissing his son on the lips. Like outside of that, it's, you know, he just seems like a normal guy when he's doing all this sort of stuff. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway with Tom Brady. In his career absolutely and again that's like brady like, like you said brady's the undisputed nfl goat there's yeah. no way you can argue that it's yeah so when you have seven super bowl rings you you're unmatched to be honest and it's yeah and if tom brady is coming back you better not beat my fucking team all right <laughs> do the Bucks even play the Bucks next year i don't know what they do um, I might even take Brady in fantasy next year if he comes back. That's how desperate I am. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Tampa Bay, like you said, is uh, uh, is still really fucking good. Um, you know, the rest of the NFC South isn't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Seattle gets to go to Tampa Bay next year. Hmm. Lucky them. Can we do an SYP takeover in Tampa? Would you go to Florida? Would I go to Florida? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Judging by that facial reaction, that's probably a no. I'd rather go to California before Florida any any day of the week. Well, anybody would. That's the thing. That's okay, fair enough. That's, I'd rather that... go. I'd rather go to Arizona than Florida any day of the week. You know, that's gonna be a hot take for some, but I also agree with that. Okay. Um. You want to switch over to hockey? Let's switch over to hockey. So your Ducks lost. But that's not the what we had on the agenda here. No. Um, that, that was a bit Even of a if low. they won it, it wouldn't have been on the agenda. No, no. The result of this game was not on the agenda is what no. I'm trying to say. That was just a low blow for me. Uh, yeah. Scott and I are going to go through some quick midseason award picks. So pretty much this week, we're going to do some uh, midseason awards, you know, choices that we have. And then next week, we're going to be just discussing the All-Star game and how that all went down in Vegas. Um, which award I have a list, but which award do you want to start with first? 
I think we should start with the Jack Adams and work our way up that list. Okay. All right. Um, I I have asked Scott to give me his top three Jack Adams selections. Yep. Uh, I have wrote I've written down five for every category except the heart. Uh, okay. But I I, I want to hear what your three are uh, for for each award. Uh, so starting with Jack Adams, who's your top three in Jack Adams award right oh, now? Ooh, that's tough. Who okay? I, who do you ha- who who do you have as your number one? Probably Rod Brindamore. Okay. Rod Brindamore is probably my number one, to be honest. Do you think you're in as good, if not better, of a shape than Rod Brindamore is right oh, now? Dude, he's in way better shape than I am. Yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> he's an absolute beast. I like. I think they're talking about in the Toronto bubble during the 2020 playoffs. Like he would be working out with the team, and like I think he went tarps yes. on the on the uh, a BMO field. Like just there because it's just screwing around, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, guy was ripped, was unbelievable. I might make that the thumbnail of this uh, of this uh, podcast is just uh, Rob Brendamore shirtless, or I could just post on SYP out of context. Yeah, there you go, totally out of context. Yeah, SYP go. out of context. Um, <laughs> so Rob Brendamore is your t- is your Jack Adams leader right now? One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. No doubt about it. The Hurricanes are they're an absolute wagon, and he's a big part of it. So he is. One of, if not my favorite coach in the NFL or in the NHL this yeah. year, he, he's just really good. Like I love what they're building in Carolina. He's just such a, I think he's such a player's coach. And I mean, it helps that he was, he's a legend in that franchise, but again, he's just such a person, like fun person, but tough at the same way. Like he comes off, he's got this tough persona, but he's probably like really good with his players, especially the rookies and the younger guys Yeah, on the team. And I'm, I'm pretty damn sure he's taking Ajo under his wing because big, Aho looks like the better version of Brendan Moore. Not gonna lie, Aho looks like the 2022 version of, of Rod Brendan Moore in today's yeah. and it like yeah with yeah I think so just less physical yeah but so yeah Brent yeah Brendan Moore one yep um Daryl Sutter two maybe Eesh. maybe um I'd even. Oh. Say like, well, I mean, okay, John Cooper's on this list every year, to be honest. Yeah, that's but, fair. Um, um, I, I, so my my three, I have Mike Sullivan is okay, my oh, top. Nice, yeah. Is is my top? Uh, Andrew Brunette. Okay. It's my number two. Yep. And then Brendan Moore is my third. Mm. I just like you know they, the, whole, the whole Florida thing, like if. Joe Quenville was still running the show. I think he'd be number one on everyone's list, to be Probably. honest. But because of the situation with Kyle Beach and all that, um, he's not on the team anymore. And Brunette's done a great job in his relief, don't get me wrong. But again, he's just taking the plans from, from Quenville. And oh, Ryan. yeah. It, it, it's, not, it, it's not as difficult. But yeah. like Carolina or Florida just had one of the best months, month of January, like one of the best months all time. All time. Uh, yeah. And... and this is why it's just mid-season picks. Like it might be different by the end of the year, but yeah. right now I think you have to give Andrew Burnett some love. Definitely, I do like that Mike Sullivan pick, though. I must say that was one I did was not thinking of putting out there, but I do like that pick. He made Evan Rodriguez good. Well, okay, no, Evan Rodriguez made him made himself good because Crosby and Malkin were injured the first ten games of the year. But, but who the thought, who the hell thought Evan Rodriguez was going to be as good as he's been? Like, nope. I'm Nobody. not going to admit to that. Nobody. I'm not putting Nobody. my hand up. Not a chance. I think I had Pittsburgh missing the playoffs. Yeah, I think we both did. Um, 
God. Mike Sullivan, great job. Yep. Uh, Brunette and Brenda Moore, that rounds out my top three. I like it. Jack Adams. I like it. Uh, Calder? Calder, here we go. All right, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna have this debate. All right, All right. ready for the show? Yeah, sit, sit back and relax, people. This is gonna get heated. So, again, if you don't know, I'm a Red Wings fan, Scott's yep. a Ducks fan. Yep, I want to see, uh, I want you to go first because I want to see how biased you are. How biased I am. Okay, so number one, Zegers, number two, Cider, number three, Raymond. And I'm leaving Drysdale off this list because although he has played excellent and he's been a huge part of the top four in Anaheim, um, he doesn't. His team already has enough defensemen around him that are solid, where Cider basically carries that back line for Detroit, in my opinion. And again, that's why he he might end up winning it, depending on how the second half of the season goes. But um, again, there's been a whole lot of talk about Raymond actually has more points than Zegers does. That's true which is a very valid argument. Um, the NHL is falling in love with Zegers, as they should, to be honest. But again, he's done some fancy stuff. And he is a elite offensive player in the NHL at this point. And although Raymond's just not quite on the same level, and he's not as flashy. And I think voters and fans don't appreciate his game as much as they should. To be honest, Zegers is going to win, but Raymond's going to put up a hell of a fight the rest of the way in. So, how the Calder Trophy voting should go is number one is Cider. Yes. Okay. Number number two is Zegers. Number three is Raymond. Uh, other names I just wanted to throw out there were Antoine Lindell. Yep. Oh my gosh. He had four assists tonight. Four assists tonight against Columbus and Michael Bunting. Yeah, true. And he's almost. Almost throw Nadelkovic in there. You could almost throw Nadelkovic in there. I just wanted to throw Lundell and Bunting in because Lundell is obviously kicking ass. Oh, and Michael Michael Bunting is doing a better Zach Hyman impersonation than when Zach Hyman was actually here. Like, he's doing a better yeah. job of being Zach Hyman than Zach Hyman. Yeah. And he's cheaper. Doesn't cost as much. Cheaper. So, here's the deal. Cider is, should be leading the call of the trophy. The problem is that he hasn't done a Michigan uh this year he hasn't got he hasn't got a cool gift for everybody yet if but he has Michigan in Michigan in Detroit he's gonna be it's done athlete. it's literally it's literally the Vince Carter like it's over like it's, it's over. that it's over um I here's the thing with Eagles is that I think it's easier to be a top six forward as a rookie than it is a top four defenseman and Especially when your D partner is Nick Letty. Sure. Yeah. No, fair enough. And again, Zegers is playing around so like so many solid forwards in Anaheim. Like he's today he played with Henrik and Raquel. Other games he plays with Getzlav and Terry, who are ripping up like the league, all things considered. And the reason I don't have I mean, we you did say Raymond has more points than Zegers. I think Raymond's played more games. And he's getting more ice time, like maybe a minute more ice time than Zegers is. So it's not really – you're kind of comparing apples to apples, but, like, Zegers, you know, probably deserves it over Raymond right now. Sire, yeah. though, should be – I think it's, like, the number one. Undisputed. Wow. Undisputed. Um, 
It's gonna just, be, I will, all I'm going to say is it will be very close. Between it the, will be. It will be unbelievably close. Like those three are in their own tier. And absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the other thing that shouldn't go unmentioned is the fact that Mo Sider was just not having it with Sidney Crosby the other night on Friday night in Pittsburgh. He was in Crosby's grill all game, shoving yeah. him, getting in his face. And I like that. Yeah. He's not, he's not afraid to stand up to everybody. Zegers is off, you know, going behind the goalie, doing a, a, a sick move. Sider's not afraid to get in front of the goalie. He's not afraid to get in your, you know, captain's face. And that's what I love about him. And that's why he should be number one in Calder Trophy voting. Yep. Sider's going to win a Norris Trophy at some point in his career. Oh. He's 6'5", and he moves the puck like he's six feet tall. Like, he's did unbelievable. You see, did you see him do a Travis Dermott spinorama the other night, like, in the neutral zone against – and, like, no. Marner wasn't even trying. Like, he just kind of, like – it's like me when we play, you know, rec hockey not really making an effort because I'm not good enough to make a play, but Marner <laughs> just didn't care. And Sider just did a spinorama against him. Really right. cool. There you go. Re- really fun stuff. Um, okay. Norris. Let's go Norris. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll give you my three. Sure. Uh, I think it's McCarr, Hedman and Fox. Ooh. Okay. I think hey. McCarr is, I mean, Hedman's the best defenseman in the NHL. McCarr is just having a ridiculous season. Yep. And Adam Fox has been injured for a bit now. Yep. Um, but he's still really good. Yep. I uh, yeah, I agree and with I, all and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if Hedman won like the no like you could make an I, I Fox is a little bit tougher because he's missed a few more games, but McCarr and Hedman, you could absolutely make a case for a case for no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think they're two of the premier defensemen in the NHL by far. Um, I'm gonna go a bit of a different route. McCarr is my pick to win, and I think he will win it. Um, but I'm gonna throw Aaron Ekblad and Roman Yossi into this conversation. Ekblad's a good one. And part of part of why Florida's had a huge turnaround. And again, sure, Mackenzie is very good, and they've got some solid defensemen down in Florida, Brennan Montour as well, Lax guy. But um, it's yeah, he's just been a huge again. He's your bona fide number one defenseman in Florida on one of the best teams in the NHL, and he's been just he's an absolute force, kind of like Cider in a way. Like Cider is almost the new Aaron Ekblad in some regards. Big, physical, can move the puck, absolute cannon of a shot. Like yeah, it's. He's like your number one right shot defenseman that you can only draft. It's the only way you get this player is you draft him. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a lot, I know there's a lot with Ekblad coming out of the draft of like, because wasn't he in the McDavid? Year before, 14. Year before, okay. Um, like I know there was some conversations with like him and Hannafin, I believe Hannafin was in that draft. Hannafin was 13. Nope, 15. Hannafin was 15 draft. He was fifth okay. overall. Yeah. All right. The point is, I just knew, like, I remember when Ekblad came out, it's like, here's a franchise defenseman. Like, that's yeah. that was the thing to say about this guy. It's like, this guy's a franchise defenseman, one of the better franchise defensemen, not like a, Ra- a Rasmus Stalin type. Like, this is a franchise, stay-at-home defenseman. You don't have to worry about him. He's going to play great. Yep. Take him in your set. Take yep. him in your set for 10 years, and you don't have to worry about him. And that's, like, even skipping the development side with Ekblad. Right. Like he could, he could have just played in like playing in the NHL right away. Um, 
So I like that pick. And the OC pick, I, I see where you're going with the OC pick. Mm-hmm. Like, Nashville's been solid this year. They're not bottom feeders this year like they have been a couple, a couple of years past. And, again, Yossi, now their decor, again, Nashville always seems to produce great defensemen somehow. And they always have a good, solid de- defensive core. But, like, Yossi's been a mainstay every single year for six, seven years now. And, like, yeah, he's – he's a big part of why they've turned it around a bit, which is fun to watch. So UC Saros full-time starter has also helped a lot. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, you'll see he's a big, you know, he, he munches minutes. He probably, I think he plays 27, 28 minutes a night. At least let me check that. But um, yeah, Yossi's unbelievable. So who's your, uh, who's your three then for Norris? I'm going to say Makar, Hedman, and Ekblad. Okay. On my top three. I think McCarthy. That's fa- that's fair. I don't. I, I. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really like, as much as like Siders, Egress, and Raymond are all leading the Calder. It's probably going to be between McCarr and Hedman. Yeah. Uh, for the Norris. No, I I agree with that. Uh, Besna goalies. Goalies. Wow. I think this is the one that's most up in the air. Okay. I believe. Um. I got to give. Gibson is not my first my my pick to win. I want to hear your picks first, actually. So, I have Igor Shosturkin. Ah, interesting. Winning the Vesna right now. He's my number one guy. Okay. I have Vasilevsky. I have Vasilevsky second. Okay. I have Saros third. Oh. Okay. And then I have like Markstrom and Demko tied for fourth. Interesting. Okay. Because Markstrom's been good. Demko has gone through a lot and it's picking up play. Like he's been picking up play quite a bit, I think since Boudreaux got there. So, so that's why I kind of have them tied for fourth and it's tied for fourth. It's not like they're in the top three. I I just think it's Shesterkin is the, the Vesna leader right now. That's a a hot take. I like, I mean, to be fair, the Rangers have been very good this year and he's played a a lot. to do. He's the big reason why he's the biggest reason why they've been so good. Yeah, and yeah, Georgiev is not the starter anymore, which is very going to be very interesting with trade talks, and he might, you know, he's a, a almost a starter in his own right. And, yeah, but yeah, I like that. That's a good pick, Shosturkin, as your number one. Um, I would say he's on my list, but he's at three for me. Okay. Um, I think in that, like I can, I'm gonna put Vazi Vazlovsky at four. He could be on this list. He could win every year. He's just that good, and he plays. He does play behind a really good team. Yes. Which often does not help in this situation. Um, and same goes for Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, he does, there's such a good team with great systems in front of him that it's his numbers are sparkling, don't get me wrong. But it's one of those things, like, the Leafs are good, but is Campbell really the, that much of a contributor? And it's, it's hard to say for sure. He's very good, don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I think I think Vasilevsky's gonna win it, but I want to give love to uh, Tristan Jari as well. He's had a good bounce back season, really good bounce back season, and John Gibson as well. I think Gibson's been a massive part of why the Ducks are even relevant this year. So who's your who's your top? Who if you had to go top three? Yeah, who would it be? Oh, Vasilevsky, Shosturkin, and Gibson in that order. One, two, three. Okay. All right. Uh, let's, let's do the heart. Yep. 
Save the best for last. Save the best for last. Um, I could make my McDavid argument about how he should be winning it every yeah. year. Yep. But I think you have to give it to Alex Ovechkin. Honestly, I, right now, yeah. I, I I feel like this is kind of Ovi's award. If he keeps up this pace, yeah. I feel like this is Ovi's award to lose. Honestly, yeah. I think it is too. Ovi, like he is the Russian the uh, Russian machine that never breaks. So yes, he is. And again, you know, we you don't know how many. I mean, Ovi's only got like six or seven goals until he catches uh, Yager for third all time, which is unbelievable. All things considered, and the fact that it's barely—it's not even fe- well, it's February tomorrow, but bar- like it's barely February, and the guy is absolutely lighting it up. And the Capitals are good. Don't get me wrong; they're a good team, but he's the reason why they're in the top three. It's not goaltending. No, it's not. No, not on that. Team. And their defense score is like average at best. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, their forwards are good, but Ovechkin's it, like. He, he drives that team every night, and it's at 36. It's unbelievable how he does it. it, it, it it's, it's really hard for me not to give him the heart right now. Yeah. But I, I have Ovechkin. McDavid is second. Yep. I have Jonathan Huberto oh, third nice. on this list. Okay. Yep. Do, do you know that Huberto's only 28? I thought he was young. He feels younger. But I guess that makes sense. He was drafted in 2011, so – like I thought he was in his thirties. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I couldn't believe that. Um, and then for heart, I have tied for fourth, uh, Shusterkin and Vasilevsky. Nice. Oh, two goalies. Interesting. Okay. Cause I think those are the goalies who, if there's any goalies who deserve heart love, it's Shusterkin or. Yeah, for sure. So. Absolutely. So it, for you, it's Obi then. I'd love to see him win another heart. That would be sick. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we'll make Ovi number one, and then insert Edmonton Oiler at number two. I don't. Could, dude, hey, he scored a couple nights ago. He did score a couple nights ago, which was interesting. I, I read an article. I, I think it was a Sportsnet article where somebody just like casually threw in uh, Evander Kane's Oilers, and it was just like that doesn't seem right. That yeah. that that's not that's not legal. Well, I guess if McDavid wants to play with him, I guess then it works. I don't know. It's kind of like the MJ, like the Jordan thing. Like if Jordan wants that player here, then let's get him here. But I don't think. But well, it's different because like I think Jordan could uh, maybe not with the Bulls. But like I feel like if Jordan just said he wanted a guy to play with, he could get a guy to play with. I don't think McDavid has that ability. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I should say LeBron. LeBron's got more. Of the, there you go. That's a that's a yeah. good comp. I feel like he's got more of the ability to, to like ask for players to come and join his team. And I mean, I mean, Kane's pretty much pretty well a bargain. He's a when behaving, he is a certified quality top six forward. Yeah, that has a bit of bite, and that's what the Oilers need. They needed some bite. Um, and anyways, we're getting off track here, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it'll be insert Edmonton Oiler number two, whether it's Dreisaitl or McDavid, depends on whoever gets injured first. Um, and then I'm going to say Huberto, Matthews, three tied for third. I don't know. 
Ma- yeah, they're, they're, so there's probably a Maple Leaf who deserves to be in there. It's, pro- it's probably Ma- – The issue with both Toronto and Florida is that there's so many good players on those teams. Yeah. Like, they kind of step on each other's toes in a way. Like, even Marner, who's had a really great year. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be in line for any awards. But oh, because, not a chance, no. But, but like, because he's Mitch Marner, he's going to water down, like, yeah. some of Matthew's voting. And there's even an argument, argument for Kaprizov in Minnesota to win Hart, potentially. Yeah. Right? I, I I I would listen to that argument. He's not going to win it, but I think there's mm-hmm. a chance. He, like kind of like Ovechkin, he, he kind of drives that team. You you just every time he's on the ice, you notice him, and that's the part that's really scary about him. And he's always dangerous. Doesn't matter. Well, okay, he's not dangerous behind his own net, but he's very dangerous in the offensive zone, and he's just so. He's not even quick. He's just so shifty and sneaky and. You don't expect it from from him, but yeah, he's a man. so mo- so mobile. Oh, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. well, there you go. Uh, there's our uh, midseason awards. Um, I think I think the most likely one of mine to hit is gonna be. I'm gonna say McCarr wins the. Uh, North. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, I think yeah. the North. The other four awards we talked about are kind of up in the air. I feel like Jack Adams is always a up in the air until the end. That, of the ne- that never goes, that never goes the way you think it's going to go. No, exactly. And the same, same with like the Vesna now is way too early to call. Mm-hmm. Um, the North, the hearts always you, you kind of near by this point, you have like three or four names that are like close or are likely to win it. Um, and then the, the Calder race is going to be one of the more exciting races ever in the, in the Calder race, in my opinion. And it's nice that it features two, a uh, couple guys from both our teams, which is fun to watch. Gives us a little, you know, interest on the side. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, there's an argument that Kyle Connor could win the Rocket Richard this year when he scores at he's, least 50 goals. 50 goals. There's not a chance Kyle Connor scoring 50 goals. Um, you're not shooting. I can't, I, 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 I can't believe I actually had, you know, faith in somebody on the Jets outside of Hellebuck. Um, that was my mistake. Uh, we're going to do let, – let's do a quick soccer talk. Uh, we're going to talk about Canada beating the U.S. 2-0 in World Cup qualifiers in Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field on Sunday. Chilly, um, chilly Tim Hortons Field. Chilly Tim Hortons Field. Um, no Alfonso Davies. No American team. They didn't show up, I guess, uh, on Sunday. They're still in the, in the uh, dressing room staying warm. Yep. Yep, yeah. that that's about it. Uh, they did. I don't know what to say about this because this is a big win for Canada. They haven't officially qualified yet for the World Cup, but they should when they do their next round of games in March. Uh, yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for Canada possibly making the World Cup? Oh, I think this is this is almost an eleven. You, you gotta you gotta love this. Like, who who would have thought? Again, for our whole lives the Canadian men's national team has been dog shit mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. They've been terrible. They just, you've been putting it nicely action. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They've been, they've been horrendous. It's one of those, it's like, I was like, Oh, whatever. Canadian, Canadian men's soccer, like whatever. Like it just doesn't even matter. Like the women's soccer w- was fun to watch. Cause at least they made world cups and at least they were like relevant in the Olympics or they were competitive. Exactly. They can cut competitive and they had a chance to win every year they go and play. But now that the men's team, there's been such an influx of youth, Alfonso Davies has been a big part of that, but also um, 
Jonathan David's been really fun to watch. And uh, Buchanan's one of their midfielders. I think he's really good as well. Super solid player. And um, yeah, fuck, this this team's good. And they will make the World Cup. And again, it's it's nice that they're going to be like, because in 2026, Canada, US, Mexico is hosting. Mm-hmm. So again, with, with that too, that's going to be very interesting because now that they've, you know, assuming they make it this, like for this year, pretty good chance they'll be making it in 2026 as well. Well, aren't you making it because you're hosts? Don't technically the hosts well, get in? But I remember they were talking about the host not guaranteed to get in because I, I'm not sure how it works. But I, like, I, I don't I don't understand why you're doing a 58-team World Cup anyway. So you're really just watering it down at that point. Yeah. It seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, I was in – so, again, I was in the States over the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned it to, like – three, four different people of the fact that there was a game, the fact that, you know, Canada was playing the U S the fact that Canada won uh, interest level was at zero. Uh, wow. Nobody cared. Nobody was interested when yeah. I was, when I was mentioning this. Um, Is U S soccer dead? Question mark. <laughs> you, you can make an argument on an international level. It might be, um, yeah. but, but Scott, you and I were talking about this earlier in the week. Th- this is a great sports story. Canada making it to the World Cup. It's an excellent sports story. Great storylines. The best story we should all be rooting for is the U.S. winning the World Cup. In soccer. In soccer. Absolutely. No. no. Yes. This is, that would be the greatest story of all time if the U.S. won the World Cup. Because in you would... Qatar. In it's Qatar. Not, no, forget it's it. Not, it's, it's not going to happen. But I'm happen. just saying it would be a great story because... You would have all these, you know, Europeans and soccer nations who would just be upset at the concept of America. Who call it? Who call it soccer? They don't even call it football. They call it soccer. Yeah, <laughs> winning the world's greatest tournament in the world's biggest tournament, and I think that would be no. The, the, winning the World Cup for the U.S. would not just be about the U.S. doing well. It would just be like pissing off half of the world, and I would be all for that be all there for it i think that would be hilarious and that's the story (laughs) i'm rooting for it's the u.s winning the world cup just just for that reason alone you know what fair enough that's they're not gonna win they're gonna probably draw like germany or like they're gonna well they're they're gonna lose and they're gonna lose in pens to belgium in the quarters and it's like yeah "Ah, well we did our best that sounds right. Yeah, they're they're gonna draw a couple of good teams in their group, and they're gonna get shit on. In, but in then the, they're gonna they're, they're gonna beat like I don't know Algeria or something in, in the in the group stage, and that's what's gonna you know on points they're gonna get into the quarters and then lose in pens <laughs> to somebody they had no business being in pens with in the first place. Yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny actually. Uh, so Canada, I think actually had the game this Wednesday against El Salvador. That sounds right. Yeah. And then they play the Americans in March. Again. I think, well, they've, they've only played them once. I don't think they've played them twice. Right. Yeah, they play home and home. That's right. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. And then they play somebody else too. Next, The next round of games after this is on Wednesday, or it's in March, after the Wednesday game against El Salvador. Um, Canada is leading. So Canada is somehow undefeated, yep. leading the group. Um. Doing it without their best player. Not all those games, but the last. No, couple- but like, like the last, like, yeah. 
you I know was, I, mean? I am living for his celly on the whatever stream he's on. I was living for those. That was like, that kind of made my weekend. Not gonna lie, I had a hell of a weekend. But that was like, that was the most hype shit I've seen. That that's me in a, like almost me in a video. That would be me if I was injured and my boys were. That's like well, that's like one of those fan reactions they post to YouTube after like a big moment. Yeah. But it's actually just the best soccer player in Canada just getting absolutely hyped. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. You love to see. Uh, Scott, is there anything else that you really want to chat about here before we get into a mailbag section? No, um, let's save let's save the All Star chat for next week or for uh, next Monday, just so we because it'll be post All Star, which will be fun to talk about. Um, again, if you didn't know, I'm coming up to Kelowna for uh, Super Bowl weekend, uh, so you can you know you can see you know Joe Joe Fran Joey franchise and Big E, uh, you know crushing it on the same weekend not in person obviously but like you know you can't see burrow you can just see me burrow would cost a little bit more i do it for free <laughs> uh um we got yeah, four get a cameo with you uh with joe burrow and get it yeah, yeah get it get a can't you know cameo with burrow is probably 200 bucks and then if you do a cameo with burrow and myself it's probably like 125 because i bring it down like 75 <laughs> bucks i think is how that works that's how economics works. Uh, we have four questions in the mailbag. Okay, let's hear it. First one uh, from Noah. Yep. Uh, is Brad Marchand the goat? Ooh. Now this goes back to two different inc- incidents recently. Uh, him on social media, uh, where a while back when Carolina beat Boston, and they Carolina said something hilarious. And then Marchand replied on Twitter, you're the reason why I have to pay escrow. That's funny. <laughs> so that's a funny remark. That's good. <laughs> um, which I think we need more of in the NHL is like yeah, trash talk, economics trash talking. Yeah, you'd live for that. I, I would be so down for that. And then he also said when they were talking about Arizona and the Coyotes in the new arena and how they might move to ASU in a new 5,000-seat stadium, uh, seat arena, somebody asked him, hey, Marshan, what are your thoughts on this? And yeah. he's like, well, you know, you could sell it out so long as you give like 4,500 seats away for free. You should be able to sell it out, um, which is also funny. I thought that was hilarious. That was awesome. yeah. um, he's kind of doing like the Tom Brady thing of like character transfer, not character, character transformation online, socially. Yeah. Uh, he's just saying whatever he wants and I'm all here for it. I, I live by that. Yeah. I'll, I'll- oh, absolutely. Again, Brad Marshall will always be known. Like, oh, not always known, but he's always been like a guy that gets under your skin, a little bit of an instigator. Um, but he is an elite hockey player. And I think he's done some really cool things in the community. And some of like his clapbacks on social media are pretty funny. Not gonna lie, I think he's he's just kind of become a more rounded guy and a little bit. You kind of see his like again. We talked about personality. You kind of see his personality more, and it's cool. It's fun to see. I've started to give him a little bit more respect than I used to. I think. Well, he's also not doing the same shit. I mean, like he's not doing the, he's not doing the, the dumb stuff on the ice that he used to do. That's true, and that's a big part of it, um, which is nice to see for sure. Uh, friend of the pod, Matthew Mesquita. He's been on the pod before. Uh, he asked Burrow or Staff. Basically, like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Um, 
No, not necessarily. I think it's more just like a quarterback ranking. Who would you okay. rather have as a quarterback? I would rather have Joe Burrow. Yeah, so would I, 100%. Stafford's really good, but I think, like, if I was to, you know, start a franchise right now, Joe Burrow, 100%. Joe Burrow. Um, this is a tough look for, you know, married Christian men with kids like Stafford is. Uh, t- tough look for him. But Joe Burrow is essentially just a Jack Harlow of the NFL, like I said earlier. Like, this yep. dude just has so much swagger and can do whatever he wants. Although, apparently, rumor is he's dating an LSU gymnastic star. Okay. So, you could tell they're going to be breeding some D1 babies if that works out. Of course. Um, that's, just, that's just genes coming together to create, like, it's it's funny Super how the cheerleaders and the quarterbacks always get together. Or is it gymnastics? Is it gymnastics or gymnastics, not oh, cheerleading. Gymnastics. I don't. I would hate to offend both the cheerleading and the gymnastics communities uh, by comparing, saying they're similar to one another. That's not who I am. Yeah, but that's not true. Yeah, true. You're right. But that might be, uh, you know, one of the what that, that that's how athletic families come together, right? It's just yeah. athletes and, and and good looking people coming together and creating. Um, even more famous athletes and even better looking superstars. That's how that works. That's what yeah. I learned at that's what I learned at sex class at SFU. There you go. The more you know. Uh you okay, you asked, give the four SYP careers that play in the KJRHL an X Factor badge. Now, the four players who play in this league are yourself, Keith, Kev, and Gabe. That's correct, yes. Okay. Um I have to figure out what all the um, X Factor badges are here. I have an I have an answer for this, but I want to hear what you think first. So let me pull up uh, some X Factor badges that I can see for sure. Uh, You've seen all four of us play hockey. I have. Yes. I just need to know what the uh, badges are. You you can here kill some time and you say who you think should have what. Okay, so. Based on the game, our game last night, and you know, I've played with these guys for years now. Um, Keith's gonna get Crease Crasher for sure. Crease Crasher, okay, Crasher for sure. Keith goes hard to the net, buries the rebounds most of the time. Kevin's gonna get Kevin's a tough one. I think Kevin's gonna get third eye for me. Very good, like kind of out of out of vision passing and. He'll find you in spots that you wouldn't expect it. Um, Gabe's going to get stick him up or, or a shutdown. I think it's lockdown or shutdown, whatever the, the one with the, the, the gate and the key is. I think I'm pretty sure it's lockdown or yeah, whatever. Um, he's gonna, definitely going to get that one. That guy, you cannot be, you honestly cannot beat him one-on-one. I have tried many times. It does not work. Um, never, never beat that guy one-on-one. And I'm going to give myself either tape to tape or magnetic i don't know maybe even elite edges but i would give yeah i would definitely give you a skating x factor you think so like elite edges either elite edges or wheels oh interesting okay i'm not that, i'm not that fast but faster than me uh elite edges i think you that's what you get um yeah. kevin i think gets what does Kevin get? Kevin might get. See, 
I was going to say thunderclap because when I played with him, he had the second hardest slap shot on our team behind uh, Dylan Kerr. <laughs> nice. I don't think I've seen Kevin take a slap shot all season. Um, well, right. I haven't been at the KJRHL. This, this is a good point. Uh, puck on a string, maybe for Kevin. Ooh. He's he, he's he's very. He, I find like he's very smart with the puck. Yeah. Um. Also, a bit of a coward, you and Kevin, for you know, kind of just ducking, turtling, uh, when fighting. Um. <laughs> That's not an X factor, is it? <laughs> I, I don't think it is, but it's just something I noticed. And then uh, Gabe. What does Gabe get? Gabe might get... Uh, oh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I've only played with Gabe on a pond, right? Right. I, I actually, I actually, he... I think he did have a, a good move on me when we were playing pond. Um, okay. Like trying to clear the, even though we were on the same team, he did have a good move where he was trying to clear the puck out, but he like kind of broke my ankles as I was like, as I was <laughs> wheeling and he was trying to like break out. So maybe okay. some, you know, ankle breaker. Ooh, nice. Ankle breaker is a good one. Did I give Keith one? No, not yet. Uh, Keith's kind of an all-around. He has some good passing. He has some good shooting. Okay. Um, his hockey IQ in Shell is when he actually plays Shell is maybe not the best, but that's also coming from me. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, Keith, I, 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 you know what? Keith gets all alone, uh, because oh. because he scores all the time on breakaways and penalty shots. In shell and, and when we play for uh, our team, okay, okay, our club team so that translates to on the ice. Then whatever he does in shell translates. Yes, on the ice. absolutely. Um, low IQ, um, you know, good passing and shot, but you know his yeah. his mistakes outweigh that. Honestly, hey, it happens, man. I to be fair, I did give him two like passes right in the slot. He had open net or not open net, but he. Had a clear look at the at the net, and he uh, missed both times. Do you have a goal like goalies, or do you have shooter tutors when you? No, we have goalies. Yeah, we okay. we have good goalies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, finally, my dad asked about discussing dry February. Um, okay. Which I think you like. I always like. I don't know about always, but like. For the last few years, it's like, I should, I should really drink less after Super Bowl. Like, it's not drinking less in general. It's just like, I'm going to go hard at Super Bowl. Yeah. And then not going to drink. And not drink the rest of the month. Interesting. Or, or just, you know, cut down my alcohol intake. And yeah. then for whatever reason or another, it just doesn't happen. Instead of having 10 beers at Super Bowl, have four. Still less. Instead of buying the 24 pack of Corona, just buy the 12 pack and call it good. <laughs> are you are you gonna do that again this year, by the way? I don't think so, no. No, okay. That's I, are that's, we, uh, I are, speaking your, of liver will thank you later, I think, if you make that choice. Speaking of dry February, are we doing a beer mile as well? I mean we can. There might be snow on the ground here, but sure. There will be snow on the ground, I'm sure, in Kelowna. Um 
that would be great content, wouldn't it be? Do a beer model? Get, uh, you want to go after the Rockets game? Not after the Rockets game, but maybe like on the Sunday before Super Bowl. Oh, oh, and God. and and get your cross country friends to go with against me. Oh dude, they would yeah. That would be entertainment at its finest. Uh, so dry dry Feb- dry February probably not happening. Probably not. But you never know. Something to consider. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. All right. Uh, you should know your limit. Uh, you know, don't drink if you don't want to. Don't be peer pressured into drinking. Um, you know, it's good. It's good. Don't drink and drive. Uh, you know, we 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 have social beers after the silver tips game. Um, I don't get one because I don't have a desk. But even then, I wouldn't have one because I'm driving. You got to be smart about this. Smart man. People yeah. should listen to me more. People should it, listen to me more? Yeah. I don't know about that. That's uh, that's That might be the biggest hot take of the podcast. <laughs> really? Man, there's been some hot takes on this podcast. And that might be the biggest one, that people should listen to me more. Um, this is also coming from the same dude who uh, doubled up on it. I had the Chiefs winning this weekend um, because... Didn't we all, though? Not everybody. No, I had a chief. Well, I also had the Chiefs like with the spread and outright. Like I had the Chiefs to win by like a seven points. Oh, okay. That's tough. Did you hit the over at least? Didn't bet the over. Wasn't relevant. Oh, wasn't relevant. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah, but you know, some say these NFL playoffs aren't relevant because the Seahawks are in. Some, some as in you. <laughs> Some as in people who live in the great North, in the Pacific Northwest and the greater Northwest, Idaho, yeah. Montana, Oregon. Yeah. Where does the Pacific Northwest stop? Is it stop at Utah? Do you think? Is Utah considered Pacific Northwest? No, you, you, it might be in the NBA, but it isn't in like geography. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious, like what your, your personal opinion of where the Pacific Northwest is. So, so we've had, Scott and I've had this conversation about geography before. I think the Pacific Northwest ends, yeah, at about I, I like the Idaho Utah border. Okay. Yep. And then it goes about as east as like Missoula. Okay, so like Western Montana, yeah. Western Montana, and then goes about as south as Oregon. That's fine. Yeah. That's about as much as I think the Northwest can legitimately claim. I don't disagree. And then, with that. And then, and then going about as north as the Canadian border, maybe. Oh, I was thinking like. Oh, you're like you're going even into Canada. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Like I, I was thinking like Port Hardy, but like only up like. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There's that. that that's what there, I consider the north. There's some basis to that. I don't disagree with that entirely. Uh, we're not going to have our Midwest Prairies conversation again. We'll save that for another oh, podcast. Oh, dude, that's for a podcast with some drinks. Hey, do you have you heard of Gordle, by the way? No. Oh, you've heard of Wardle. Like Wardle with Steph Curry? No, Wardle, like the game that people are playing on their phones, the word no. game. No. Oh, I should get you into this. Because basically I've been playing, there's a hockey version where you basically like have to pick five letter names until you okay. get it right. Okay. Um, and pretty much I've been playing the hockey version of it, which is called Gordle, G-O-R-D-L-E. Okay. 
Gordle. Eh. Right so there's Wordle. Yes, but there's Gordle. G O R D L E. Yes. It's not coming up in the App Store. It's not in an App Store. It's just a website. Oh, I see. Okay, here, let me go to it right now. It's so basically, it, it's called Gordle. Got it. Okay. Somewhat associated with Wordle, and pretty much, um, you have to like fill in like the letters to make a five-letter name, a hockey name, until you get it right. Okay. And I don't want to say I'm crushing it, but I think I've been doing like pretty well. Right. Okay. Today, today's one was a little bit difficult. Oh, it's like one per day kind of thing. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. Here. So pretty much. So this is great podcasting stuff right here. Uh, but pretty much, uh, I got today's one, and then I got, what was the other one I got the other day that was good. Oh yes, he. This, oh, these are, I can't spoil it, but these are past and present guys. So these are guys that have pay, played in the past or are, have played currently, are playing currently. Got it. Okay. So you should get into that. That's me. That That's my uh, multi-level marketing. That's my uh, Ponzi scheme pitch to you is to get into Gordle. Got it. And it's got to be five. It's got to be, so it's five letters. You have to go across. Yes. With five names. And it, when you type, it goes in order, right? Or is there like yes. a yeah, go ahead. If you start with, for example, Chara, sure. you type that out and it'll tell you how accurate you are to it. With green, with like if your letter's green, that's where the letter should be. If your letter's in yellow, the letter is correct, but not in that spot. It's somewhere else along the line. And if it's gray, then it's not right. Got it's it. not in there. It's not in there at all. Right. Okay. It's only five five letter last names. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll, we'll do we're, we're going to do a recap of this uh and a, a part two of this next week for gordle absolutely scott, scott plays gordle um absolutely. okay anything else here you got a good pod that's a good pod um i'm again i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in the states next weekend as well as the silver tips have a three and three against the victoria royals the prince george cougars and the Kelowna rockets very oh nice yeah. So they play in, in Everett. The Rockets play in Everett this weekend or it's yes. coming and then the weekend after they come up. Yes. This oh. was a reschedule. This was a rescheduled game. Gotcha. Oh yeah, right, of course. Yeah, right. Um cool. some say uh the Rockets had to postpone because they were uh, hanging out with Rutland girls too much. Uh, that's that's got to be it. That's it. Um and it's also dog races. We do dog races during the intermission. Uh, that's, uh, cool. uh, that's the entertainment that's nice. the entertainment on the ice dog races on the first period of the sunday game against the rocket so that's awesome. stay t- stay tuned for me going down to the states uh and then the weekend after i'm going to be in Kelowna. we're going to be watching the silver tips rockets we're going to be i'm going to be covering the silver tips game saturday virtually that weekend against Kamloops, and then uh sunday at super bowl there you go anything you want to plug or promote before we head out I'm good. Nope. Everything has been promoted that needs to be promoted. So, and then we'll do some uh, KJRHL content when I'm up there too. Can't wait yes. for that. Uh, so, pretty much again, like this video on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, check us out on uh, Spotify, where you can find us on Spotify, but not Neil Young. 
Uh, you can listen to uh, us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.